Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. It's time to join the conversations on Talking with T. This is Tanisha Baker, your host with the most of trending news, noted interviews, rising artists, and much more. This is the show that pops to the top and has the lock on what rocks, all designed with you in mind. It's August 22nd, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, actress Cindy Williams that played Shirley in the hit TV sitcom Laverne and Shirley, novelist Ray Bradbury, and actress Regina Taylor. On this date in history, Black Panther Party co-founder Huey Newton dies in 1989. It was also on this date in 1994 that DNA testing linked O.J. Simpson to the murder of Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. On this date in 1867, the first black college was founded in Tennessee. Fisk University actually started in October of 1865, but was legally recognized under Tennessee law on this day in history. It is also interesting to note that on this date, that mathematician Benjamin Banneker served on the commission which surveyed the District of Columbia, and he issued his first annual almanac on this day in 1791. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Tooth Fairy Day. Let's move on to our theme this month, which is activism in August. You are encouraged to be interested and involved in things that impact and influence your community and our world. Stay enlightened, stay engaged, and stay woke. This week's tip for parents is the five C's of communication. Talk calmly. Model appropriate tone of voice. Talk continually. Each day, have a meaningful conversation with your child. Talk carefully. Choose your words wisely. Talk with comfort. Address your child with words of love, praise, and comfort each day. And finally, talk courageously. Dare to engage in serious talks with your child. And now it's time for our happy highlights. Applebee's waiter Casey Simmons was shocked when a customer left him a tip for $500. The only thing the patron ordered was flavored water. The bill came to $0.37. There was a note as to why the customer left such a generous tip. The day before, Simmons had seen an older woman very upset at a grocery store. No one else seemed to notice or care, but Simmons took notice and even paid for her groceries. He later found out, through the note, that the woman was struggling because it was the anniversary of her husband's death. The customer said that on one of the most depressing days of the year, You made my mother's day wonderful. He said he had not seen his mother smile that much since his father had died. You never know what will yield when you sow seeds of kindness. My next happy highlight is about Sean Gaffney. He was getting ready for his first day of school, but his family was worried about him being bullied because he has Down syndrome. They went to social media for support, and some local motorcycle clubs heard about it and organized themselves to escort Sean to school on his first day. They made sure he was one of the coolest kids in school and let everyone know that they had his back. And now, our Monday Minute Quick Bits. 
Andrea Burton, the lawyer sentenced to five days in jail for refusing to remove her Black Lives Matter button, has filed a federal lawsuit claiming that her rights to free speech was violated. Presidential hopeful Donald Trump repeatedly said that President Barack Obama literally founded the Islamic State group ISIS. Well, on Friday, he changed his tune and insisted he was just being sarcastic. Hmm. Monique Presley drops out of Bill Cosby's legal team for reasons currently unknown. Cosby has been accused by more than 50 women of sexual misconduct, and in addition to that, is being sued on defamation charges for saying that the women were lying. City leaders in Cincinnati announced that the first set of police officers to wear body cameras would take effect, but the police union lawyer has sent a cease and desist letter to the city saying that the officers asked to wear body cameras should be paid more money. I was sad to read that two North Carolina teens have been charged with murder after killing a man who stopped to help them pull their SUV out of a ditch. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're inside Talking With T.
reason why we dying is the reason why we need you Your grace and mercy follow me Your plan for me fit perfectly Surrendering to your way Yahweh lead me to my destiny At this time, I would like to welcome the know-it-all Professor Jay and our lead investigator, T.I. Pam, to the show as we get started with Trending News. So how are the two of you? Wonderfully well. Yes, I'm doing fabulous today. And how are you, T? I am doing great. Our first story um, is really sad. Derek Dearman faces six murder charges after being accused of killing five adults and an unborn baby in Centronell, Alabama. He turned himself in to the police in his home state of Mississippi. He committed these murders in a home where his girlfriend was staying with some relatives, and he killed everybody inside other than the girlfriend and a three-month-old baby. He then kidnapped the girlfriend and the baby and drove them to Mississippi to his father's house. This is where he actually freed the girlfriend and the baby before surrendering himself to the police. And I was just thinking this is an awful tragedy, one, that these people, five people lost their lives to this nut. But I don't know what makes people snap to the point of such violence, but what I do know is that we cannot continue to ignore mental health issues, nor can we keep ignoring signs of domestic violence. So I started a hashtag that actually is appropriate for a variety of situations, hashtag don't look away. So I'm thinking something had to be going on with him to make him snap like that. Right, and I'm wondering if anybody in his family noticed that, you know, he had all these issues going on. And I think it's it's becoming even more prevalent in particularly the African-American community where, as you said, mental health issues are becoming more and more to the forefront there's always been the stigma attached in the African-American community where, you know, oh, just pray about it or, oh, it's just a phase, and we just tend to overlook erratic behaviors, uh, behaviors where people harm themselves and others and just dismiss it as a fluke or, you know, a, a, a momentary bout of craziness. So, I mean, I, I think that it bears – a very candid conversation, you know, if you know somebody who's exhibiting behaviors that are not considered the norm, take some time to figure out, you know, what you can do to be of a help to them right. so that we don't keep having stories like this. Right. And the other issue, which I think it possibly has something to do with, is domestic violence. And, you know, you see women who show signs of abuse. There are certain behaviors that indicate that they may be victims to domestic violence, and we don't say anything. You know, you go on with your daily lives. We may, like you said, Jay, wonder about them, pray for them, but do we often extend a helping hand or a way out of an abusive situation? 
And I was just thinking by her being in another state, him tracking them down, losing it. And sometimes the person can become threatening and we'll say, oh, they wouldn't do that. Oh, they're not that crazy. And I don't know that a week goes by when we don't hear about some story of domestic violence. And in October, we'll talk more about it as we did last year, as that's Domestic Awareness Month. But again, I just want to remind everybody, hashtag don't look away. So we'll move on to my next story. Chicago Police Department recommends firing seven officers for lying about the Laquan McDonald shooting. And just as a reminder, this incident happened in 2014. Laquan McDonald was an unarmed black teenager who was shot 16 times in 13 seconds. The police had been called to the scene after reports of a person carrying a knife in his hand. Now, once the video of the shooting was released to the public, which was almost a year ago in 2015, Officer Van Dyke was charged with first-degree murder. This event sparked protests in Chicago that continues to struggle with tensions between African-American citizens and the police. So now the city's inspector general delivered a report on the shooting that called for seven officers to be fired for submitting a false report. The police had said that McDonald had lunged at the police, but the video proved that that was not true. So you can find out more details on the link found on my webpage, www.talkingwitht.com. I am curious, though, if the incident happened in 2014, why it is taking so long to get to this point. You know, they knew he was shot, what did I say, uh, 16 times in 13 seconds. Uh-huh. So that was, what was the investigation? Huh? Yeah, they said the, they said the video didn't come out, wasn't released until a year after it happened. And so I don't know if it got into the wrong hands, and now they're trying to do something about it. But it looks like they would have done something. Anybody that saw it saw that he was not a threat to them, even with the knife. He was walking away. And for them to open fire that many times in 30 seconds, that was a lift. 13, was 13 seconds. 13, 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Oh, that's, yes. That's a well, Pam, I'm going to need you to do some investigation on this. I need to know why, when they have these videos, why it takes so long to review them. Like, do the videos yeah. have a time release on them? I'm just, I don't understand why it takes so long to review these videos. Well, I will so. most definitely look into that because it seems to be an everyday thing, every week thing where they something happens and they either don't have the dash cam or they have the video, but they're not releasing it, you know, that gives someone time to, you know, fabricate it or do anything to it. So I will All look right. into that. Well, and I guess justice served is better late than never. So those officers involved, maybe that'll send a message to others that are trying to falsify these police reports to cover themselves when they know they've been in the wrong, particularly when it results in someone being killed. So another story trending on social media involved a white supremacist who stabbed an interracial couple after seeing them kiss. Now, Daniel Rowe was upset at seeing a black man kissing a white woman and attacked them with a knife. Rowe, who had recently been released from prison, ran up to the couple without warning just out of the blue and started attacking them with his knife. Now, the male victim who had been stabbed in the hip 
didn't really realize how bad he was hurt, and he chased him down, and he eventually tripped him up, and Roe hit his head on the ground and was knocked unconscious, which I guess was convenient because he was still there when the police arrived. Now, when they did come, the police, they had to wrestle him into the police car, and he was yelling, yeah, I stabbed him. I'm a white supremacist. And then he went on starting to talk about, of course, Donald Trump rallies and attacking people at Black Lives Matter protests and such. And he had tattoos that read skinhead, white power, hooligan, had one of the Confederate flag. And so this is obviously a hate crime. And as I was reading this, and though it doesn't seem connected, I think it loosely is, I was wondering if Cam Newton had read this story or any of the others that have played the media since he says that America is beyond racism? Well, Cam Newton needs to go have several seats because there were pictures that recently surfaced of him getting off the plane, and he looked like, you know, somebody's uh, soccer mom or whatever on vacation with some, with some, some ankle beater pants and a sweater tied around his neck. Like, you know, he was going to be sipping mint juleps or martinis. With... <laughs> let me shut up. Anyway, let's move on. Cause okay. That's why he's talking crazy because in pants too tight and that sweat around his neck is cutting out the oxygen to his brain. Well, first of all, first of all, it's too hot for him to have a sweater around his neck look like to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. So, let me, yeah, I'm going to move on because I can see this going in a direction that I'm not prepared for today. <laughs> so, I am, not only is it confusing about the tight pants and the sweater, I'm confused about what's going on with the Olympic, Olympic swimmer Ryan Lockheed. So, I'm ask Jay to please share some insights on the story. All right, well, you know, of course, the Olympics are now over. We are cheering and rejoicing that Simone Biles has been selected as the flag bearer American team for the closing ceremonies, and the flame is now out. But there's still a little scandal surrounding swimmer Ryan Lockie, and he, from what we understand, claimed to have been robbed while he was down in Rio de Janeiro. And, of course, it now has come out that he was a little exhibit, an exhibitor of bad judgment after a wild night of partying with some of his teammates. And they say that he vandalized a gas station, urinated all on signs and whatnot, and it was just a bit much. And so um, he also embellished details with the security guards down there and, you know, like I said, neglected to mention that he and his teammates had vandalized a gas station restroom. Now, the thing is, Brazil has prided itself on making preparations to ensure that the Olympic Games were pretty much crime-free, and we got all of this going on with these Olympic swimmers. And Ron Lockie has this reputation for kind of being a little brash, a little eccentric, a little unconventional with the grills, different color hair, uh, just being kind of goofy. And people have found themselves drawn to him. He had a little 2013 reality TV show that didn't last for too much uh, of any time because I 
I don't recall seeing it being published. His his whole little status for the next Olympic Games in 2020 in Tokyo is now hanging in the balance because, you know, you would think that the Olympics would be a time for those athletes who are the best and the brightest and who are the epitome of what their particular country represents. This would be a time for them to show show uh, forth their skills that they have and their athletic prowess. But you've got Ryan Lockheed and his teammates peeing on signs, carrying up gas station restrooms, and then turning uh-huh. around and claiming that, it, that they were robbed. I just didn't get it. I was confused about the whole connection of the robbery and his vandalism and why he would go over there and exhibit such poor character and represent the United States. And then was it really worth losing the potential to have endorsements and a future um, in swimming by such reckless behavior? Right, right, because his his status with a lot of his endorsers uh, is hanging in the balance now. And I, Well, I would say, yeah, people have been upholding what he did, saying, you know, He's just a kid. Uh, he was just drunk. He's just a kid. He is not a kid. He is 30-something years old. He should know better. They gave he Gabby does Douglas, know better. Yeah, they gave Gabby Douglas more heat about not putting her hand over her heart for the national anthem than they did for him actually vandalizing and then lying, saying a brown person had a gun to his head. Why what, what, a person that be brown? Why, Ryan? <laughs> You know, and I thought he liked people of color because you know he used to date Kate Michelle. Yeah, so I just don't understand why. And then he left. He just jumped ship on his homeboys. They did did all this together. They said that he mainly did most of the vandalism. But he got on the plane and was gone before they could even, you know, get them in to ask them what really happened. They pulled two off the plane and one he just said, look here, I don't want y'all to do nothing to me, so let me give y'all this little $11,000 so I can uh, not, uh, so I can get my little passport back. I mean, y'all can have my passport. I don't even want it. Wow. Poor, poor Ryan. He's not a kid, though. Let's just put that out there. I think uh, what a lot of people fail to understand is that you cannot go in a lot of these other countries and act a fool and expect, you know, to get away with it. Yeah, that privilege thing doesn't work everywhere, does it? No, it doesn't. Get get locked up for simple stuff and be doing like 40 years of hard time, chain gang, concentration camps in these other countries. So Because they spit some gum on, on the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah, too simple. You know, like I, was looking, like I was looking into these jobs in Dubai, and then they said that women, if you get over there and they hear you say a curse word, they lock you up. I can't go. I can't go now. I, I, I was about to say, Pam, stay on the side of the water, dear heart. Stay on the yeah, side. honey. So stay on over here. And while we have P.I. Pam investigating all of that, let's move on to the Crazy Chronicles and start with this first story about a Florida State student who's facing murder charges after attacking a couple. Austin Haroff fatally stabbed a couple outside their Florida home, and he's being charged with first-degree murder which means he could face the death penalty. He also stabbed the couple's neighbor who tried to come and intervene. Now, it's still a mystery as to why this couple was targeted. Haroff had no criminal history, and his blood test didn't show any signs of drug use, 
although it's reported that it'll take longer to test for some of the less common hallucinogenic drugs. Now, here's where this story turns strange and why it landed in the Crazy Chronicles. Hal's mother says that he had been acting odd and had some unusual behavior lately. She also said that he had claimed to have super powers and was here to protect the people. Now, back to the crime at hand. The neighbor came out after hearing screams from the couple, but ran back to his house to call 911 after he himself had been stabbed repeatedly. He said that Harold was growling like an animal and was abnormally strong. It took several deputies to get him off the victim's body. Harold has been called the cannibal frat boy as he chewed John Stevens' face and abdomen. Stevens was the male victim um, in this crime. But I was thinking, who is this, uh, Hannibal Lecter? Like, he stabbed the man, chewed off his face, and started chewing on his stomach and was still doing that when the police came. And what it had to be something. They just haven't discovered what it is yet because something yeah, has made him that, act like a plum fool. Yeah, and that, you know, that, you know, they said that behavior, you know, exhibits when someone's on bath salts or flocker. They tend to want to eat people up for some reason. But Yeah, I did you know, read that actually. Yeah, it do. But they people need to stay away from the bath salts. They want to eat people. They want to eat people. For some strange reason, people, when they get on bath salts, they hallucinate, and they always be trying to eat people up like zombies. Well, you know what? When you mentioned that, I forgot what story it was, and you said something about it. I didn't make the connection, but now I see where you're going with this. So people need to stay away from that. Stay away from the bath salts, people, please. And so and you know, uh, we're going to move I was just going to say that he was, uh, you know, a star soccer player, and the coaches said that he wouldn't hurt a fly. They used to try to get him angry, to get address- aggressive during the games, and he never would. So something, he had to take something to just go from, from Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, in a matter of days, just crazy. Right. So, P.I. Pam, we're going to need you to stay on top of that story, too, because I am more than curious as to what took this calm, Florida State student that seemed, like I said, had no criminal history, no drug use, to turn him into really almost like a monster, because that, that's just crazy. Yes, I sure will. All right. Well, next we're going to talk about Maylin Yim. Maylin Yim is a 21-year-old aspiring Instagram model, and she now has modeled for a bookshop, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. So what she did, her, evidently her boyfriend, was stopped by the police. And in her fear of him being arrested, she calls in a fake report of an armed robbery, thinking that that plan would deter the police officers away from her boyfriend, and they would respond to this fake call. Well, unfortunately, that plan didn't work. And not only did her boyfriend, I guess, they proceed with whatever they were going to do with him, they ended up arresting her for filing a false police report. So now she's in a world of trouble all from this attempt to move the policeman away from her boyfriend and prevent his arrest. And I'm thinking, that's crazy. That was just dumb. She went on Instagram to talk about her dumb decision, and the people had a little mercy for her. <laughs> no, because that, that was a that, I guess she was trying to be a ride or die, but that was just a, a ride or <laughs> I don't know what that was. 
<laughs> she got to ride straight to the Marietta County Jail where her boyfriend was at, too. <laughs> and she should have known that by posting her answers on Instagram that there was going to be no mercy shown to her. Right. You know, that people need to understand the term friend is relative, and they use it loosely on social media because people will come for you if you say or do something stupid. You better believe that. You can hang your hat on it. Right. And they will screenshot your tail. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. We know that very well, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, as always, it's been great spending some time with you and bringing trending news and the crazy chronicles to our listeners. And I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And, you know, I'm going to say it. All right. Be reminded, listeners, that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on trending topics or issues you may want to be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170. Again, that's area code 865-409-1170. Once you call, you'll receive instructions on how to proceed. Also make note that I am still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Well, once again, we've come to an end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Currently, you can listen to Talking With T on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or Google Music. Remember that new shows drop each Monday, and don't forget to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Don't let your happiness depend on something you may lose. C.L. Lewis. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.